You're listening to the AFL Unlimited podcast, where we tackle all the hot topics in the AFL and bring you up to speed with everything you need to know in the football landscape. We'll take a look at this weekend's games and have some mixed discussion about what to expect. Let's head up to the box for the opening bounce. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode, the round 14 episode of AFL Unlimited. I'm joined by all the boys this week. Welcome. What's going on, fellas? Hello, hello. Good to be here. It was the last of the bye rounds, thank goodness, yeah, that, that they're over. We get back to normal programming uh, next weekend or the upcoming week, which is good. There were some interesting results over this weekend uh, all the same, and there were a bit of movers and shakers in the top eight, which we will get to some of the games in a sec. But I thought we'd start with you know the big news story of the week. Um, we did that at the end of last episode, and you, you know, want to get the bad stuff out of the way early and finish on a high note. So... Obviously, the big news story this week is the Dugowie debacle uh, issue coming out of Bali. Um, you guys know the story. For the listeners that don't know the story, again, don't know why you're listening to this and don't know the story. I'm sure, I'm assuming if you are listening to this, you know it. But he's gone over in the in the buy for Collingwood um, with Collingwood's permission. Um, and he's he's got a bit rowdy at the club. And there's been video emerged of him making pretty yuck gestures to the to the camera um there was conjecture about uh, a hand that was placed on a, a woman's chest which is still not confirmed to be his pretty likely it is his um and his general behavior has been mentioned by some to be not forthcoming of an afl player so the biggest thing to come out of it that i want to discuss was um firstly um can a club tell a player what they can and can't do in their own time secondly Dugowie's personal statement of naming himself as the victim and, you know, enough is enough. Um, this this media pursuit of players will end in tragedy were his words in the statement. Um, what are our thoughts on that? And is he seeing things exactly how he's seeing them? So we'll get your guys' thoughts first. You're good with the details, Jack. I just want to get a couple of things straight. The, the, actual, <laughs> the actual footage, did it come from a leaked video? Was it, was it a public Instagram story, as as, Snapchat. As far as I'm aware, it was one of his friends or his cohort that had posted to Instagram, whether that was story or the feed, as they say. Yeah. I'm not sure. But... And the lady came out and sort of said it was all good. Was that in reference to the hand gesture directly? No. Or was it just in... I think it everything? was just like, um, yeah, can't believe there's been so much spoken about him and I partying or him partying in general. I don't think the gesture um, mm. was alluded to in any specific reference because that that's the only issue i had and would prefer clarity on that i I like to hear tyson chook's thoughts probably dive a little bit deeper but that's the only bit i have really yes he's definitely got the uh the spotlight on him wherever he goes and they they definitely do seem to have it out for to go and find a way to get you know a headline out of him you know just (laughs) just just for him um existing almost and you know, players travelling overseas during the season isn't very common either. Um, I think Josh Gibson might be one player that has previously for... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's going back uh, a little while. But yeah, generally, they don't throughout the season. So that that is interesting. And, you know, can you tell players that they can and can't go overseas? Um, haven't really been able to much over the last couple of years. But, yeah, I, I'm I'm so so mixed. And I can definitely see both sides of the story of it. Um it's definitely not a good look. Those those gestures, and we don't want to we don't want to be seeing that at all, irrespective of AFL player status or not. And I mean, they're 
they're great role models. So, you know, we look up to those guys and, um, yeah, and what they sort of represent. So, yeah, that, they will find a way just to pick out players there. And I dare say a lot more of that say, is happening. When you say they, who are you referring to? They. Yep, the media, you mean? Or? Yeah, we'll go with, the, go with the media there. I think we're pretty happy with that. Yeah. And um, I, I dare say a lot more of that is happening, but we're not seeing the same footage being released. From other from, players? From other players that may be participating in similar behaviours over the course of the weekend. Chook. Yeah, and so <clears throat> unbecoming of an AFL player. Partying in Bali, I think that's basically the go-to for an AFL it's player. <laughs> During the season, yeah, I think it's a bit odd. I'm not really up to the context of it. I'm assuming it wasn't like a club thing he was doing or anything. It was just maybe a few of his mates were planning on having a party and he's like, oh, I'll come join you or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really sure the context of any of it really, but um, I definitely understand the, the target, obviously, you know, feeling targeted. Um, and at the same side, I'm also going, you know, you know exactly this this was going to happen by doing this. You knew exactly that people, you, if you know you're a target, then you know that going to Bali and partying in any context at all, you know, just being in Bali, well, that was a headline to begin with. I remember mm. when he was t- took the flight to Bali, everyone was going, wow, that's interesting. And then people were hunting for the videos and videos mm. came out and it looks a bit wild. Um I don't know. I'm on the side of like, yeah, you can't really control someone's own life, but um, when you have a public image, then it does come into the context. And you, you know, you hear now Collingwood has has removed a, a massive offer mm-hmm. off the table, a very very large offer, and you wonder whether maybe it's just a a sort of bargaining deal. I assume they're definitely going to be revising the contract, whether it be trying to just offer him less money or whether they want to put in some different stipulations about his behaviour into the contract. Mm. But or, or not even offer one when the time comes. I'd say he'd still get a contract. <laughs> <laughs> they let Trelaw and a bunch of others leave so they could yeah. keep him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know. I hear a lot of people saying, oh, geez, I wouldn't want him at my club. I wouldn't want him at my club. But people were saying similar stuff about Dustin Martin a few years before he kind of got his act a bit more together. Mm. Um yeah, Dugo is still a talented player and there's still room for him in the competition. He probably just needs to maybe, yeah, act a bit more mature, perhaps. So what do we have an issue with exactly? Per, me or yeah, just like, in general? Just generally. What, what do you feel the major issues are here? Because I think a lot of the outrage is a little harsh. So from my perspective, a lot of people are saying he's done nothing wrong, which I find really hard to grasp that. Um, in this instance, the, the main issue that really concerns me is the, is the chest grabbing of his. Um, obviously, with his prior, um, he really doesn't have any you know, locked-in prior things, but he's obviously mm. been part of two cases of you know, harassment of that kind, and that's been pretty well publicised. But um, in this instance, the, the lady he was with was totally fine with it. You know, friends just you know, grabbing, having fun, that sort of thing. She probably didn't even think twice of it. The act, that's not that's not on for, for me because if if she's not fine with it, she's you know immediately she's got a case for another sexual harassment thing and mm-hmm. that act I think is is something that's being defended by people which I sits uncomfortably with me people saying oh he's done nothing wrong tears we you and I were talking just before you know that's probably something that happens in you know clubs you know, every every day or every night out in Melbourne or whatever. And and that's the main thing that makes me uncomfortable is 
in a society similar to you know Bailey Smith we were talking about last week. That's something our society is comfortable with happening at, at clubs and venues like that. And to see it played out in a public space, to be filmed and to have a role model do that and people defend that doesn't sit comfortably with me. And that's where it's at, isn't that? So that's the only thing I have an issue with. I, yep. I, I, I don't think going over there and partying in yep. your own time, I think, you know, who's to say that he isn't allowed to do that? It's yep. his own time. I think it's a bit rich from Collingwood to come out and say, Yep, we'll tick that off. You can go over there. What they think he was going to sit around the pool and do yoga? Yeah, clearly, <laughs> you know, it's a different. And if they said he couldn't drink, he'd be yeah. suspended already. So clearly, yeah. that wasn't a thing. But yeah, it's it's really tricky. We live in a society now where consent is, you know, it's always been key. But these days with social media, it's it's mm. almost something we get approached with more and more. Like if I slap your ass on the way out tonight, I don't think that's a massive issue because we're mates. And I don't think you care too much. It's fine. Yep. But if you go around as an AFL footballer doing that, potentially getting filmed, getting yeah. leaked, you run the risk yeah. of, you know, okay, maybe this young lady was fun and games was fine, I don't care, Jordy's a great mate, you know, he's cool. But if that's in your nature, you do run the risk. But maybe next time you do that, I'm not comfortable yeah. with that. And it's, you know, and because Tyson's right, it does happen out on the weekends, but I guess Jordy does have um, priors. priors, yeah. But I don't buy his victim statement. I think that's we'll, ridiculous. We'll, we'll get to that yeah. too. Mm. Yeah, I definitely think the and does, that does not mean it's right at all that that it happens just more frequently than just seeing Dugowie's, um vision. Hopefully, it's a you know it's a good example of what we can sort of demonstrate is not yeah. what should be done yeah. Yeah, in the public light, whether you're an AFL player or not. Um, it's just a, it just makes a very murky and grey sort of situation when you've got social media involved and then everyone's got opinions and then you're an AFL player, a really good AFL player, so everyone's got, got their two cents on it and um, it comes under the appropriate scrutiny and probably gets hyper-focused, especially with a player of Dugowie's, um, you know status. And, um, yeah, like don't condone the behaviour and, and it's not acceptable. Um, can you control other people? And, you know, can you control other people like filming you and you're, you're just doing your normal things you know you're not expected to be filmed 24 7 not that that behavior is any good but you know what, what what can and can't you do without feeling like a spotlight's on you 24 7 it's 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 um yeah very tricky situation but just try not to yeah minimize that kind of behavior expect expect the cameras to be on you i guess maybe that's that's a good lesson to take out of it expect expect the cameras are on you and then just, just be good. Yeah. Um, while I didn't catch much of the footy this um, weekend, I'm, I'm more than happy to have a crack at talking about the footy. Um, <laughs> this sort of thing, I've no, I've actually seen any video footage or yeah, anything okay. like that, and I'm probably not going to comment on something if I yeah. don't have any context yeah, behind it. It would be interesting to get your sort of view from someone who's, who's you know, not around it. Too, too no, I, to I literally it. haven't seen yeah, any of it, okay. but I, I'm on the side that you know if. I don't know, people are consensual about stuff. If it's a pre-arranged or an existing mm-hmm. thing, then maybe that's what they do as mates. But as I said, I don't have any yeah. knowledge of that. Yeah. Um, you know, at least it's not the Barbie or Chole incident from a yeah. couple yeah. year or two ago. And, and the, the lines were probably even blurred more in that case as, you know, they were they were mates at Richmond and that sort of thing. But again, with the prize of Dugowie, it really adds that extra stake into the conversation. So that, uh, lastly, just to touch on his statement, which I also found uncomfortable to read. 
Um, we spoke last week about um, Bailey Smith and a lot of people saying he'd, he'd drawn out the mental health card to escape any real sanctions. And um, genuinely, I felt that he'd previously discussed his mental health issues with the club and he'd come forward about the issue that happened in December. Um, I think that was a genuine case of, you know, I needed help at the time and he wasn't just sorry that he'd been caught. For go to come out and say, you know, hashtag enough is enough and things need to change and to say, you know, the tragedy will come of media, you know, chasing um, AFL personalities. There absolutely is, is merit to that. But to me, he's just living in a complete fantasy that he's done, whether or not you think he's done the right thing or the wrong thing, he's certainly not acting in a way, as you mentioned, Chuck, that, you know, befits an AFL player. And to think that people are just out to get him for stuff like this, when Kane Corns brought issues up that could happen before he even did stuff and then stuff happened... What, what do we sort of think in, in that regard? Yeah, I didn't think too much of the statement. I mean, I thought it was, yeah, when you say living in a fantasy land, I think that's probably about right. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, the largest bit of his potential mistake is just being dumb, you know, just not having a feel for what could go wrong. I just don't know how you can't go out, have a massive night and not say to the boys, like, no, let's not post anything, let's not film anything, unless it was a total random, which, again, I really would love to know where this where video came from, but I must admit, I'm sick of hearing Kane Corns' voice. <laughs> Never had a drink in his life, his play. I mean, I, I know he raised some great points, but when yeah. he was jumping up and down before he even got in trouble, I, I guess he's probably sitting there and say, oh, see, I told you so, but I'm sick of Kane. <laughs> <laughs> to, for me, this is the one of the one things he's got right this year. Yeah, and... and I still don't like it, but unfortunately he was right. I think he's right now. I think it was unfair at the time. Yeah, yeah. but he's justified. Yeah, eventually he was. You definitely <laughs> you definitely make your own bet, and I, I think, yeah, there's definitely been some um, prize that he has done, and, and obviously culminating with, with this as well. He's, yeah, I, I, I do see the side that play, you know, he does seem to be um, sought after quite highly. But equally, don't do not do stupid stuff that's going to end up in the headlines. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, that, that's about um, yeah my final take on that one. Chucky boy? Um, no, I don't really know. Okay. Okay. Well, on, the, 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 on this statement, After players. I'm not sure whether it's a... Is it something that he, he went out on his own or did he have, a, have his PR team come up to him and say, here's a way to push the story away, mm. you know, just move the focus somewhere else mm. and people will get over it or, <laughs> you know, it'll, it'll maybe create an actual good debate and then also yeah. you can kind of push this under the radar. I don't know. I think there's genuine points in yeah. what he's saying, definitely. Yeah. I think the media, the AFL is far too focused on being like a glossy magazine than yeah. it is on being mm. actual journalism. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd love to see people actually focus on on footy, <laughs> on yeah. on, a, on the actual game. Some guys who actually have some analysis of football, rather than always just trying to tell us the stories of people. But no, I, I think in this case, it was probably just a bit of damage control trying to push it out. And um, if you do have some issues, Jordan, I hope you can deal with them. But um, yeah, no, I don't think it's probably the right move. Yeah. The, the best example I could think of that actually applying was when, remember when Josh Shackey was moving to the dogs and he was getting door stops at his parents' mm. like farmhouse out in and there was just random cameras rocking up. That That's a pure and clear example of when 
the media really need to back off and mm. and that's Jason Francis at the moment is definitely one. He's an 18 year old kid who everyone's just saying, "Oh, look at his terrible attitude." Yeah. Um, his his issues are football related, and he's had seven days of media. As, yeah, people just hating on him. Um, Brent Harvey was on the radio the other day. Yeah. I listened to him being asked about it from the media, and he basically summed it up really well. Like, yeah. this is. Like, he was saying people are taking things out of context and he's saying it's good stuff to see him butting heads with Goldstein because it, it means he actually cares about football and the game and wanting to actually be better. People just trying to get stories and say, oh, he wants to go home, he wants to do this. And I love the, the someone made the comment of, remember when he was drafted, there was that photo of him falling asleep he in the North the Melbourne jumper. jumper. Yeah, like, just leave players yeah. alone unless there's warranted reason. <laughs> Leave Brittany alone. <laughs> uh, speaking about footy, we're going to get in stuck into the first uh, game of the round. It, there was some big ones, tears, but take it away. Absolutely, Langs. And, you know, Port Adelaide and Sydney was a, it was a Port Adelaide victory at home by 23 points. So Who was tip that one? You wouldn't read about it. changed from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, good times oh, there, actually. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Sydney... Yeah, you were good, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sydney had the Blues after the bye, not the Carlton Blues, uh, actual Blues. And, you know, they weren't able to match it with Port Adelaide. And, you know, they kept their season alive, Port, you know, in this cutthroat match that they just simply had to win. Um, so you have obviously a massive game and they got over the line. So what I loved about it, you know, Port's attack on the ball was brutal. Um, their pressure was excellent, um, you know, alongside their ability to sort of stop the Swans in their tracks as well. Having that bye, just uh, you know, Port Adelaide had that really tough match against Richmond, you know, a couple, you know, yeah, a couple of weeks back now, and um, yeah, they seem really hardened for the challenge. And yeah. Sydney, you know, a little bit, oh, I can't, can't say soft, but um, well, yeah, that, cold, yeah, yeah, that, they have definitely <laughs> yeah, been, yeah. <laughs> they have been a bit hot and cold. Got a bit of the Katy Perry's about them. They, hey. they really do, <laughs> Chook. Very nice one there, mate. Um, <laughs> Two thousand nine reference or something. <laughs> no, I use it pro- quite regular actually, so it's, it is a good one. Um, Sydney. <laughs> Have been conceding you know, runs of goals lately and you know definitely costing them games. We saw in the Richmond game, um, they conceded seven in a row. Obviously, um, Hoy Adelaide, I think it was six in a row as well. So they've um, they've definitely cost themselves at times with you know leaking that many goals in a row. You're not going to win too many games playing like that. So um, Sydney got a taste of their own medicine in the end. And um, you know, they're back in the pack while Port uh, keep their credentials alive for... 2022 and you know boys what's what's our read on the swans they're they're the great unknown but i think they're uh they're just inconsistent their best is really good but that doesn't seem to show up often enough i'd love to hear thoughts on the game and and that statement in particular yeah i'd be like my ex-girlfriend you just can't trust him (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding i'm just a lovely lady but uh i do think you just can't trust them on a football sense um i think their best footy is as good as it gets really i mean for quarters or periods of time throughout a game they can pile on goals like just against time yeah yeah oh that was uh they've done it at times melbourne richmond geelong of course but yeah i don't think we can trust them particularly when the whips are really cracking in september I think sometimes that contested ball stuff has let them down a little bit. Yeah, their their ability to play well without the footy, they're, they're great with the footy and their ball movement. The moment that contest game is taken away and that ball movement, they seem to be a bit, a little bit stagnant, boys. 
Yeah, it's interesting when we were debating the eight a few weeks ago and I said mm. I thought the Swans were going to be slipping out towards mm. the end of the... Nostra Chukas. This hasn't happened what, what yet. Else? But then I felt like, oh, geez, I just got proved wrong. You know, they went out and beat Tigers. They went and beat Melbourne. But yeah. I think we've seen that, that maybe Melbourne were having some issues of their own and still are. Um, but the Swans, yeah, they're hot and cold, tis. Um, mm. The yes and they're no. Okay, and they're, they're in and they're out. <laughs> yep. No, um... Yeah, I don't know. I really find it tricky to, to settle on this one side, whether they're... I think what you said now, it probably shorty, that they're sometimes when they get their act together, these young guys can, can really impress, and then other times they just kind of fall apart. I thought Port were really good, though. Mm, yes. um, I think Marshall was playing really well, and, and the Dixon combination is actually working well up forward. Um, I'm not sure Georgiatis is going to hold on for too long, because I don't think he's playing that great, but... Yeah, I think that they've got a great forward combo. Midfield is stacked. I'm not sure is Butters' injury pretty bad but or... Also, no Boke and no Gray in that game, which was which was great, by the way, <laughs> yeah, Lance. Yeah. Good great win for them. Um, Butters is a minor grade medial. Oh, so, sweet. one to two. Oh, what? So, not too bad. I, I was like, minor grade, minor grade medial. Medial is out for like the rest of the, the year. Medial word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, different uh, podcast. That's a, different, that's, a, that's a much darker podcast, my friend. <laughs> Did you change the tip because you saw that Boke was out? Yeah. Yeah. Frankel was in. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Breaks my heart. I don't have much to add on this game because I didn't see it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I thought this was one of the safest tips of the week. Sydney to beat. Really? Yeah. I, I just... I was seeing him like beach balls last week, and this week I'm seeing him like nerds. You know, those little yeah. nerds in the nerd, nerd, Gamaragoya. <laughs> I know it. Um, yeah, didn't see this one coming at all. But Port, yeah, they've got. I think that's what happens when a team needs to keep their their season alive. Yeah, yeah, no, yep. definitely, uh, definitely love the way yeah Marshall went about it. Kick four, couple for Charlie, and uh, player of the comp, Marshall. Oh. He's, he's definitely. Definitely doing very nice on the set shot, and Finn Lawson made it a really good uh, affair as well. He was um, he was cracking really hard in the ruck. Disappointing to see young Bryn Teekle, uh do his collarbone, snapped oh, it clean. Oh no way! Yeah. On debut, from on the debut, and he took a great grab actually, and looked really good. Yeah. So they dropped Hayes for some reason. Mm. There was this talks about Vicentini getting played, but you've got Hayes there as a decent <laughs> ruckman. But um, yeah, interest, interesting there. Mm. Ken just doesn't like him at the moment. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, nah, great win by Port, though, boys. Absolutely. Chook, take us away for the next game, buddy. Ooh, buddy. Let's get excited. Chief. Um, the rivalry, we spoke about this. He's a natural rivalry. The, uh, yeah. the wow. Giants and the Dogs. It was a, a cracking game that I uh, totally watched. <laughs> um, the Doggies got up by 20 points, and there were some really interesting points in this um the number one thing that caught me out seeing the stats alone Toby Green kicked a bag of seven goals yep. that is some impressive stuff for you for your co-captain um I don't yeah I think is is he back I don't know he's been playing for a few weeks or well, he's playing all year has he or no, this, this, oh, outside the suspension yeah yeah he's back to his best for sure. best game of the year for him and, yeah 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 and game of the year Oh, yeah, it'd have to be up there. By, yeah, play yeah, rating, yeah. by play ratings, it was yeah. the, the highest rated game of the year. Did Three goal assists as well, so 10 direct 10 goals from, did from he, Toby. Did he match 40 wow. rating points? Player rating yeah, points? I think it was like 35.1 yeah. or something. It was a little bit more than um, Petrarca or... 21 disposals as well yeah. to go with it. So it's not just like he's just kicking goals before nah. on the end of them. He was having a massive impact. Mm. Really impressive to see. And, and Cornelio is still kicking along. So 32 touches and two goals. 
what was wrong? What were they prioritising uh, not having him on ball? <laughs> Why was he not Leon Cameron was, was wrong. <laughs> he re- just refused to play Cornelio in the midfield and he's playing Cornelio centre-bounce midfielder and guess where he's playing Whitfield? Half-back, I'm guessing, or oh, wing? Half-back half yeah, in the yeah, wing. Who yeah. would have thought it's, instead of letting him die in the forward How pocket? hard is it to coach footy? Come on. It's, I don't know. I just wonder, were they trying to mix the career. side around? No, were they trying to give opportunity to other people that they thought needed the chances in the midfield is has anyone i don't know if you guys have been keeping a close eye do you think there's any guys who during cameron's time were playing all right have now kind of fallen to the side while Cornelio and whitfield are stepping up majorly are any of these young guys not really getting as much of a chance yeah and he's more forward isn't he i mean i would have thought like bruins center bounce attendance did go up but you know possession wise was it crazy i just would have thought cameron was job on the line would have been trying to win and I just think mm-hmm. if you give your best chance to win, Cornelio is clearly in the centre bounce, but beats me. Tom Green was playing Ruck under yeah. Leon Cameron at some point too, and yeah. he could be the next Clayton Oliver. So absolutely yes. crazy. It could just be a case of favourites, I guess, as, yeah. as you normally see. You know, you've, yeah. you've seen some teams, you know, had a long perception of guys who kept getting games week on week when you, you weren't sure how. And yeah, <laughs> some people are favourites, some people are people that they don't quite get along with or, or like um, but you know maybe you shouldn't have named the guy captain if you actually didn't like him back then. <laughs> talk to me about the dogs sure I, th- I the dogs <laughs> I don't know I put him up with the swans in there I don't really know what their best is what they're capable of I keep bagging out their forwards line and then Norton goes out and kicks an absolute bag but Waitman was good too yeah yeah they're all yeah Norton Waitman five each um Eugle Hagen <laughs> Yeah, he played. He kicked yeah. a goal. He only had eight touches, but oh, you know he, he was still all right and had a presence in the game. Um, although I don't know what we can say. I believe O'Brien went and injured himself. I think down back did he? Or... It was Taylor Duray. Yeah, sorry. Duray <laughs> looks like to have a full blown medial, which oh, is no. which is not good. Um, not that he's a taller player, but they're really they're really pushing the barrier of the, the injury. They need that. I don't know what they're going to do about it. They're they're on par. Well, actually, I'd say on par with Carlton's backline, but I don't think anyone can meet how savage Carlton's backline yeah, has brutal. been. Yeah. yeah. No, I think the dogs are. You know, clearly, they can play quality footy. But yeah, I agree with Chuck. I, I don't really see them going on a run like maybe some hope or or believe they could. But Bonton Pally stepped up and played one of his better games and you know, filled that yeah filled that void that maybe Smith you know he played a bit more mid time. Also on the injury note, we had Flynn get withdrawn early, before the game with calf complaint, yeah. and then obviously Braden Pruce came off with his ankle injury as well. So the Giants will be going. Maybe we should have brought Mumford in during the mid-season draft. <laughs> but and interesting. Uh, sorry, Chuck. Interesting <laughs> that Pruce got suspended for a bad tackle on English, then got injured. Now, in- English is going to miss potentially two games. Two? Well, because it's a 12-day, and because it's just been picked up today. But this is the thing, whether or not English, the concussion obviously is starting from when he got concussed, or what you think it would be back from the game. How do you delete your supercoach side? <laughs> <laughs> just chuck your computer out of there. Yeah, so English out, and who have the dogs got next week? Do we know? Is it Friday night against... I feel like it's an interesting game. I feel like most of the top 10 kind of play each other. But... The Doggies are playing Hawthorne, so I feel like the mm. Doggies... You that's probably to win that game. It's probably the week you wouldn't 
mind missing your ruckman because they haven't really got any rucks. Yeah, next to no one. Yeah, they got Ned Reeves. Reeves yeah. The broomstick. <laughs> the broomstick. Yeah, great win by the dogs. Um, you know, 20, 20 point winners in the end, and definitely not you know, a lot of defence going on in this game. Yeah. It was um, no, great for the fans and a great spectacle. Yeah, you know. yeah he would have. <laughs> and it, yeah, I was about to say Leon Cameron as well, but uh, Spike, Spike will probably not Spike. not really like the uh, you know the shootout element of it. But yeah, look, they they got to play on their terms. You know, McRae was obviously really good as well. Um, yeah. Keeps getting talk about how underrated he is. Thirty nine, I believe he got on the weekend, and he was. Instrumental once again, so um. It's been quiet the last month, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, mate. I've been, been keeping an eye on McRae the last month. Yes, so um, <laughs> definitely, yeah, a win they need to have to sort of keep their season alive. Um, Giants, you know, having a red hot crack though um, under McVeigh, so which is good, but. McVeigh. Mc, 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 Marcus McVeigh. You definitely don't want to be playing Giants now, though. They'll be very tough. Yeah. They're going all out attack and um, playing with a lot of flair. Himmelberg down at full back. Just, I love it. I love yep. it. That's a great move. You know, a bit of uh, chess, move some players around. Yep. It's working out well. It's a good. Give it a crack. So, no, good job on the dogs. Anything else there from anyone? No. <laughs> ah, cool. Great cohesion in this for me, man, or? Um, Yeah, sure. Are you doing a game? Or? Yeah, yeah, I'll do a game, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Richmond and Carlton, mate. And, uh, Sorry, who? Uh, Carlton. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and good win by the Tigers. I did crack it halfway through, and uh, you know, I, I just, you know, I hate Richmond. So uh, full disclosure, <laughs> I hate seeing them up and about. But you got to pay respect to what they're doing. They are looking back to more of what resembles their best. I'm still not a subscriber that they're going to charge into top four and be an amazing threat. I think they pick off sides that they should. And look, I, I feel like the Blues were. They were undermined to a point where it just got to the stage where they, they couldn't patch up the cracks. And Richmond just cash in almost better than anyone else on a wounded victim, you know. And they just... <laughs> that sounded a bit strange. Keep, but keep um, their dance, Yeah, <laughs> and that's not to undersell what they did. No. They're playing exciting footy and their system, as King always says, is still one of the best in the game. So they're coming good at the right time, getting some players back. Um, and the bl- um no. Personnel issues... But I don't. I haven't lost faith in what they are as a footy club. But it does get to a stage where you just can't replace a soldier with someone that's good enough to do the job that you hope they could. Yeah, I'm on the side of Carlton. <laughs> Carlton were playing dry weather footy in the wet. They were mm. doing over handballs. Yeah. That sleek stuff is normally good for them in an actual game. The midfield is the midfield's where they actually kind of lost the battle. Yeah. Um, that one period when they actually, when the, the sun kind of came out and the rain stopped for a while, they put a bag of like four the goals. Sun the sun, the sun, sun came out, out, out the front end of the Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I was just saying. The sun's out. I didn't mean. <laughs> I didn't mean literally. I just meant the rain stopped. <laughs> but they actually looked. You know, they got their, their game together and they actually kicked a bag of about four goals yeah. in like two minutes or something. Um, I think Harry Mackay kicked like three in a yeah, row. Three in. They looked like they were basically going to run, steamroll the Tigers there, and then the rain came back. And, yeah. you know, the Tigers. <laughs> you know, the Tigers, you know, they're just good at that chaos sort of yeah. footy and they just took control and won the game. But I don't have any concerns about the Blues, other than the fact that their back line it just keeps yeah, falling amazing. apart. Yeah. 
And um, Durden goes down. Yeah. Oh my god. He did alright, I thought actually. Yeah, yeah but, they just caught him a few times, but But otherwise, yeah, they had a chance they looked like they were probably gonna actually take over and win the game there, but then the rain came back. But that's probably actually a, is a case for concern then if they didn't have a backup plan or an, another option when the handball style doesn't suit, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Richmond's intercept game's definitely um back and um, at the level that, that they probably yeah. would like it to be. And that definitely helps, you know, having the type of personnel that you want out on the park as well. Vossen's obviously been a massive inclusion. And just, yeah, Kingy says all the time, helps your best player. And um, it definitely is, you know, that they've got um, a lot of their talent back in. And, you know, Presti is an absolute, you know, ball magnet in the in the middle and, and raging bull throughout the, the middle of the ground. So, um, you know, having Lynch and Real up forward, pretty... Healthy up there, and you know, Bolter down back with you know Grimes, and Grimes did a great job on um, trying to think Kerno. Kerno, he was <laughs> yeah. uh, he was kept him you know pretty well held, and then Robbie Tarrant just retired. By the way, <laughs> he's just got absolutely he he cannot win a one on one contest to save his life. So, um, but yeah, though, definitely playing the type of footy they want, and probably scoreboard, I guess, flattered the Blues at times. The Tigers had close to eighty inside fifties. Uh, which is astronomical. They almost had more inside fifties than points scored, and yeah, the the ability to intercept and turn it over was um, obviously significant throughout. And um, yeah, I mean, it pointed to potentially a ten goal loss, but credit to the Blues and the conditions for um, you know not quite uh, turning that margin to a larger one. A particularly interesting moment from the game I wanted to raise, other than when the sun came out out of nowhere. No, <laughs> yeah. it was. What were your thoughts on this moment, guys? Shy Bolton running into Ooh. an open goal, teasing the player running behind him. Doherty, I believe it was. Ball, ball out, tongue out, kicks the goal. Like, did you feel that that was un- unnecessary or a bit showy for, for any player? Or do you like to see that sort of stuff? Well, I, as, <laughs> well. A, as a fan, I love to see it. As a coach and probably a supporter, if a Geelong player did that i don't think i would like it so yeah i think watching on neutrally you're like oh how good is that that's crazy i don't care what happens from here but if you genuinely are invested and uh you know you don't want that one to come back and the game was pretty well pretty in the balance well. like that, that, was, that was the next score after noon's goal got yeah, goal, so. yeah but you love to see a bit of flair so gotta back it up there's been so many 50 50 topics of late i must say um yeah, I mean, we've seen a few players do it in the past. Um, Nathan Brown's 0-2 from, from doing that. From, uh, Did he the hit the Bulldogs. finger once? I reckon. Uh, he might have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I think he um, he wound the crowd up and you know, <laughs> did one of those. I think the, uh, yeah. the Cats won one of the games. And Yeah, you can definitely come back to bite. You probably, if you do go ahead with that, you probably want to do it when it's you absolutely sure you're gonna absolutely going to, yeah, no chance of losing from there. But even still, does that come back to bite you in a, in a game later on in the year? I don't know. So good to see a bit of flair, um, you know, a bit of bit of smart aleckness about it. But yeah, it's, it's good to see a bit of character in the game from time to time. In the moment, I hated it. And I was like, oh, you're, you know, you're wanker. You're bloody, <laughs> you're bloody whippersnapper you. But looking, looking back Kicking on it, got no, got no problem. Um, I was just probably more annoyed that, yeah, Richmond... We're going to win. That pretty much sealed the game. Yeah, um, would have yeah. preferred it to stay close, but yeah, yeah he's, he's great to watch. Shay Bolton. Mm. I'm, I know there's a bit of tall poppy syndrome out there. We've seen you know Mason Cox called it out when you know he was trying to boost himself up. He claimed, and people were kind of going at him for being arrogant and, and the likes. There, I don't know. In this case, I'm all for it if you actually like 
you've done something or you want to pump yourself up for doing something good or you want to get the crowd up and about and around you but just trying to kind of mock somebody when you didn't even really do anything you just got a cheapie over the back didn't he yeah <laughs> like you didn't really do anything to deserve that arrogance there when you've been missing 50 percent of the shots you're taking at in games you're butchering every goal you're trying maybe you don't need to be doing that sort of stuff mate yeah, absolutely. It goes bang. Just to finish off on this week's episode, we've actually managed to manage our time pretty well considering we had a big conversation at the mm. start. But mm. obviously our thoughts with Will Powell after that oh. horrific, horrific injury. Um, don't know if you guys saw the coverage. I was listening to the radio at the time and Sorry. all three commentators in the radio verbally you know, yelled out and were you know, quite concerned with the player. It looked horrific. And you know, watching back the vision, I'm really glad they didn't show the replay. And I think well, that's that when I knew it was bad. That's, I think, a decision which isn't made all the time. No. And this one, obviously, was quite bad. But you could hear in um, Dwayne's voice yeah. you know, how upset he was. And yeah. Derm just graphically kept describing the injury. As Derm does, as Derm yeah. Does. I still haven't seen it, but yeah, I knew once they weren't showing at the ground, I thought, oh, no. And, and he's a probably Chook's man, to be yeah, honest. Chook was man. on him early. And, um, he's had a good year. He's the, a really yeah, good year. he's underrated a bit yeah. like Ballard as well. So yeah. really disappointing. Big fan guy and I don't think the Suns seem to ever be able to catch a break with nah. injuries to, well, that's mm. literal break but yeah. I, think, I think it's uh, sorry to interrupt there mate I don't I don't think it's as bad as it could have been so it's a it was a dislocated ankle and a, and a fraction um, right at the bottom of the leg and some ligament damage but it looked like it was a double oh really yeah, I, thought, uh, to, I thought according to <laughs> yeah Kirby, it was a dislocated knee yeah it wasn't a double leg Kirby's break. a part time doctor <laughs> I think the <laughs> I think the bloody bleach has soaked into his brain, to be honest, Dermy. Um, but no, that was that's sick, and you wish him, wish him all the best um, coming back. Um, if I can do a little shout-out, congrats to Bruce McAvaney getting to the Television oh, Hall of Fame. You've been a, been a legend, great speech of his. You know, he's covered basically every sport you can think of, and yeah, good. well done to, to a legend of, of football. Bruce is man. He loves him. Bruce, love love him. Yep. He's uh, unfortunate on uh, the Will Power front as well though. It looked it looked, it looked absolutely uh, awful. Sorry sorry there, Chuck. I just wanted to just wanted to have my two cents and uh, wish Will all the best in his recovery and um, I just love Bruce so much. So keep keep up the amazing work. It's interesting in that Loki's coverage that Kathy Freeman said that like her moment wouldn't have been as good if not for Bruce's commentary, which is Tim Lane's like, hey, <laughs> cool, <laughs> but very true. Yeah. This is probably the more yeah, famous. It's commentary. pretty good. Kathy yeah. lifting. Oh, yeah. she's away. <laughs> Boys, that's it for this week. Thank you for joining me. That was a, that was a great app. We we mm. flew through some of the comments there. Um, looking forward to a, the regular programming coming back and a really strong end of the season. But thank you for joining me. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Bye. and all the fans listening um, thank you for joining us as well Uh, we do appreciate all your comments um, on our platforms um, any you want to chuck our way please feel free to Um, we've got our tipping app coming out on the Thursday as well so good luck to your teams we'll catch you next time thanks for listening to this episode make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter AFL Unlimited because footy is limitless